Are you making marathon training mistakes? As runners, we invest so much time and energy into our training. We really want to make sure that we're optimizing our time that we're spending. And as coaches, it's our goal to help athletes optimize their training and their energy so that they can get the most bang for their buck on race day. We really want athletes to get to the start line of their races healthy and in the best shape possible. And we definitely don't want to overtrain or get you to a burnt out state to get there. So we are going to share some of the mistakes that we see athletes who have made in the past or maybe we've made in the past so that we can expose kind of like what are some of the problem areas that we see in the running community with marathon training and how we can improve and use those mistakes to learn from them and get better as athletes. Um, So if you find that maybe you're making some of these mistakes or you think you might be kind of borderline on some of them, that's totally okay. And the reason that we're sharing that is so that you can kind of make these small tweaks to your training and even just small tweaks here and there make a really big difference. So I hope that you enjoy some of these and we'll start off with the first one that's super common is running your long run too fast. And this is really key. Um, A lot of people go into marathon training and they think, if I want to run 26.2 miles, my marathon, you know, at nine minute pace, then I should be doing my long runs at nine minute pace because how else do I know that I can carry the pace for a long distance if I don't do it in my training? And that's kind of where the whole physiology part of training comes into play um, and knowing what sort of systems you're stressing and it is, it is an easy trap to fall into, but what we like to look at right now is look at the big picture of your training. Um, traditional marathon training, I think a lot of people think of, oh, you just got to do your long runs. So they focus their emphasis on that long run a little bit too much because there's a lot of other factors that are going into what you're building towards just instead of just your long run. Um, you have your weekly mileage. That's an important key factor in marathon training. You have your workouts during the week, another very important part of marathon training. And then, of course, you do have your long runs that you have to build. But too often, I think people focus way too much on that long run. And then they try to like prove something during that long run. When really, there's other key components. When you put the whole picture together, that is where you're going to come with your you know breakout race on race day. So the reason that we're not going to want to go marathon pace. So marathon pace... While it is an aerobic pace and you're stressing the right system, it's the ceiling. So it is the fastest possible pace that you can run while still being in the aerobic zone. And what that means is that it's going to be the hardest on your body. So yes, you are getting, you're stressing the right physiological system, that aerobic system, which you need for the marathon, because the marathon's 99% aerobic here, but you're you're doing it at the most stressful pace for your body. So why would you be doing that? You have to think, what is the purpose? Um, You're actually going to be getting the similar physiological benefit if you're going two minutes per mile slower. You're stressing that same aerobic system, but it's going to be easier on your body. And so we're thinking, well, why do we want it to be easier on our body, right? You know, like what's the big deal there? Um, The reason Let's say you want to run a 3.30 marathon um, and that's your marathon pace is eight minute pace and you're going out and you're doing all your long runs at eight minute pace. Um, Doing extended periods of time at your marathon pace is a workout in and of itself. So that is a huge stress on your body. Um, Doing a long run, even at a really easy, slow pace over 90 minutes is a stress on your body. So if you're combining 
doing your marathon pace plus a long run, that's like a double stress. So having those marathon pace long runs, um, knowing that they're they're reserved for a certain reason and that they are stressful on your body. So you can't go out and knock them out every weekend at marathon pace. And the reason why is because it's going to take you a couple of extra days to recover from that giant effort. Um, And so then you have to think, we're looking at marathon training as that full picture, like I said before. You want to look at your weekly mileage and your workouts during the week in addition to your long run. So if your weekly workouts are being compromised by this, if your weekly mileage is going to be compromised by this, you really have to take a step back and realize there are more than one factor in training. You have to focus on that mileage. You have to focus on your weekly workouts. Um, And too often what we see happening is people try to force all three. So they want to knock out the long run at the fast pace and they then they do the workout, you know, three days later, their threshold workout, and they just keep piling the stress on top of stress and there's not enough recovery. And that's where there becomes a problem. So really the reason we can't do long runs at marathon pace all the time is because it takes too long to recover. Um, there's nothing wrong with doing some marathon pace mixed within your long runs, but really knowing the purpose um, and the purpose of doing marathon pace really is to get your body dialed it in to knowing what that pace feels like and kind of introducing that sort of stress over a longer distance. But never, ever, ever do you need to go out and knock out a 20 mile long run at your race pace. So we want to save your, uh, you want, we want to save the race for the actual race. You know, like there's nothing to prove in training. If you can run 16 miles at, you know, eight minute or 745 pace, that there's no need to do that in order to run, you know, a marathon at eight minute to 745 pace. You're not proving anything. And more often than not, what we see happen is people going out, knocking out those long runs at, you know, 745 pace. It's a hard effort. And then on race day, you know, they've trained and they've raced basically all of their long runs. And then they go on marathon day and they're not able to perform. And that's because they're so fatigued because they've been racing long runs for the last 12 12, uh, weeks and they have nothing left on race day. Um, And whether that's mental or physical, uh, it could be both, you know, like if you're so used to hammering long runs and then you get to the end of a 12-week cycle, you're going to be pretty tired. You're not going to have a lot left in the tank on race day. So there's a lot of factors going on there. Um, One way that you can find out what sort of paces you're supposed to be running, because this is all a little arbitrary, if you recently ran a 5K, um, you want to take what was your pace per mile. So let's say you ran about 21.50. We're talking about seven-minute pace there for your 5K pace. Um, In order to find what your marathon pace would be, we're usually adding about 45 to 60 seconds. So let's say seven minute pace, you add 45 to 60 seconds. We're talking 745 to eight minute pace for your marathon pace. Um, And then to get what sort of easy pace you should be running, take that 5k pace again and add two to three minutes on there. That's where most of your long runs should be. So if you're running seven minute pace for a 5k, add two minutes per mile, that's going to be nine minute pace. And then add three minutes per mile, that's 10 minute pace. So most of your easy runs, we're going to want to be between that nine and 10 minute per mile range. And that's where the bulk of your long runs are going to go. Um, And that's really going to be able to help you develop your aerobic system and not overstress your body and overtrain um, and end up at the starting line feeling more fatigued than you need to be. So the next big factor that we see which doesn't apply to all athletes because this is kind of unique. Um, let's say uh, you were that 2150 5K runner um, and you've plugged in 
that 5K time to, you know, those various online running calculators and you see that it's predicting that you should be able to run a 325 marathon or whatever, um, but you've had a hard time breaking four hours in the marathon. This is where you need to listen in. (laughs) Okay, so the wrong type of workouts for marathon training. There is a such thing as doing the incorrect type of workouts. The type of workouts and how specific we're getting to the marathon distance are so important. So like we were talking about the big picture approach in that other topic, we're still thinking big picture here. If you're looking at a calendar and you see the marathon training laid out before you, you see, you know, there's only so many weeks and there's only so many workouts that you can do in those, you know, 12 to 16 weeks of training. So it's very, very important that you're selecting the correct type of workouts that are going to increase your stamina, increase your endurance, and make you build that aerobic system because the marathon is 99% aerobic. So what system are we gonna be working on? We want to make that aerobic system the best. And so usually what happens when we see people that come to us and they're, you know, 21 minute 5k runners who run like four hour marathons, um, it's just like they haven't been able to reach their potential in the marathon, typically because they have an underdeveloped aerobic system. So it's not that they don't have the speed to run a 325. It's not that they don't have the potential to run a 325 marathon. It's that they have not um, had the right training or the right amount of time to get to that time because the aerobic system is really hard to develop. It's, uh, you know, when everyone says hard work pays off in running or uh, hard work beats talent, this is what they're talking about. So if you spend the time and you develop that aerobic system, you could be a lot slower in the 5K. Like we could, you could be a, a 24 minute 5K runner but beat the person who runs a 21 minute 5k because they're not training for the marathon the same way you are. They don't have that same aerobic base that you do. And so that's where that comes into play. So we want to be making sure our athletes and you are doing the right type of workouts for the marathon. So you think, okay, what type of workouts should I be doing then? Um, The most important workouts that we find that really help those athletes who aren't quite reaching their potential in the marathon to break to that next level are going to be aerobic threshold workouts. Um, Very standard, just kind of run of the mill. Okay, you're going to be doing mile repeats, six of them at your threshold pace with minimal rest in between. Or you're going to be doing two by two mile at threshold with a minute or two rest in between. Um, So your threshold pace is about, uh, it depends on how fast you are as a runner. They say it's, your threshold pace is what you would race for 60 minutes at. So in a threshold workout, we're never going to go 60 minutes, you know, straight, because that would be racing. We're only going to go, you know, eight to 20 minutes and then maybe do like a short recovery and then maybe repeating that. There's a lot of variations that you can do with threshold workouts, but the idea is that we're stressing that system and that's going to really help with stamina in increasing how long you can hold like a little bit of a quicker pace over a longer distance. Uh, Threshold workouts are very important for marathon training. Um, Another one that you might do is Marathon pace work, um, just building that aerobic system because we kind of talked about in the last bullet up ahead was, you know, the long runs at marathon pace. We don't want to be doing that. We want to be doing, you know, maybe longer, medium long runs during the week with, you know, six to eight miles at marathon pace. Getting your body used to 
building that aerobic because we said marathon pace is aerobic, right? You're building that aerobic engine. Um, you're stressing that aerobic system and marathon pace is a workout. You know, it's a hard, it's a harder pace and it's going to take your body a little bit of time to recover from. Um, but that's the type of workouts you're going to want to be doing. We're going to want to be doing those long, slow distance runs on the weekend. Very important. Um, and again, building mileage, you know, looking at the big picture, we want to be making sure that you're running enough miles during the week to effectively build your aerobic system. Um, and that has to be done safely. We don't want to increase more than 10% a week. We still want to have cutback weeks. But what we don't want to see happening is, okay, I'm running, you know, three days a week. I'm doing no cross training, like a, no biking or anything like that. And I'm just doing a long run, maybe a couple three mile runs. That's not the best approach. Um, we want to make sure we're being able to build that aerobic base. Um, when I say cross training, I mean like on the bike, swimming, things that are building that aerobic system. Um, aerobic cross training is where you're using that same system that you use in running. Um, so lifting is not going to help build your aerobic base. It's not going to help you with this. Uh, so you want to prioritize what's going to be getting you that aerobic system. Uh, so we really want to be saving those speed workouts, you know, the intervals, the super fast stuff for a different training cycle. Um, and that's probably going to be difficult because I would say that the person who runs a 21 minute 5k, um, but the four hour marathon probably enjoys doing the speed work more. Um, you're more inclined, you're better at it probably. And it's probably just your natural inclination. Uh, athletes like to do what they're good at. And so it's going to be hard to withhold from doing, you know, a bunch of 800s and 400s and track super, super fast work or even doing things that are more catered to, you know, the 10K or half marathon. We kind of want to like steer clear of that. We want to focus more on marathon specific here because uh, we know that you already have speed. And so our job is how can we translate your speed into being an aerobic base where you can carry that speed, right? Like we know you're fast. <laughs> Let's work on uh, that endurance and that aerobic part. Um, and then, you know, in, a ne in your next training cycle, you can focus on speed um, when you're in between the marathon training cycles. But um, so I challenge you, if, if, you're, if you have a marathon training cycle in front of you and you're supposed to be doing like 800 meter repeats, um, thinking about what would be like a better option for you, given your background and what you're excelling in. Um, and that is not to say, so you might be someone who's really reaching at your potential already. You might be a 21 minute 5k runner who's ran a, a 323 marathon. Um, and, and in that case, I would keep a little bit more of the speed workout, um, in your marathon training, just because we have to be working on kind of both at the same time. Uh, but again, it's going to aerobic building and those threshold, those longer workouts is going to be the best bet for marathon training. And then our last point is going to be not enough recovery. And we kind of talked about this um, when we were talking about doing the long runs at the correct pace. The reason that we really want to avoid doing too many long runs at that marathon pace it's just because you're not going to be able to recover in time for your next workout. So let's say on Saturday you knock out, you know, a 20 mile long run with 10 miles at marathon pace. We have to recover from that fully and completely before we move into our, our next workout, which might be on the Wednesday of the next week. So as you can see, it's like building blocks. It's building on top of each other. There's no one workout that's going to indicate Oh yeah, you're, you're in shape to run this. Um, you know, sometimes I hear athletes, they ask questions like, 
you know, I ran 16 miles at 7.30 pace. What can I run a marathon in? And that's a loaded question because it's like, we need to know what comes, what came before that, right? Like, were you running 50 miles a week? And like, what did you do the day before? And where did you run it? And what was the temperature? And like, how many months have you been training? There's so many factors where one person who runs, you know, 7.30 pace for 16 miles might be running one time and another person a completely different time. It, it gives us no context. So really steer away from trying to like prove yourself in workouts or trying to figure out what certain workouts mean because at the end of the day, it's more all of your workouts throughout the entire cycle that you need to review and then figure out where your fitness is at because there's never going to be just one workout where you're like, yep, that's how I know what type of shape I'm in. It's a compilation of everything you did in the whole cycle and all of the recent workouts. Um, I like to look at, you know, the six to eight key workouts when I'm reviewing an athlete's log of marathon training when we used to have goals. Six to eight workouts I look at. I look at all six, all eight, and one of them might be really great, one of them might be really bad, but you have to really look at the full picture. It's not just, I did this one run at this pace, so this means that, and it's not as formulaic as you might think. Um, So some ways that we can help increase our recovery is just making sure we're following the training plan um, and not overreaching. So if anything, if you're following a training plan right now, Uh, if you're going to be doing anything to it, I would be taking things out instead of adding things in because we're working professionals. You know, we don't need to do more. Um, and a lot of the times that's the biggest problem with people is that they're trying to do more. Um, and we, we really want to make sure you're recovering. And so sometimes that means doing less and you really have to think, um, of all the stresses in your life, not just related to running. So you might think, well, I haven't had a hard workout in a couple of days, but I still don't feel recovered. And it's like, well, what's going on at school? What's going on at work? What's going on at home? Like, did you get enough sleep? You have to look at everything. Um, what has your diet been like? There is usually almost always a reason why we're not feeling great. And if we just push through and we don't listen to our bodies, that's where we can really get in trouble. Um, Peak Performance, it's a great book. They talk about how stress plus rest equals growth. And so you can't actually grow and develop as an athlete if you're not getting that rest part of the equation. You know, stress plus rest equals growth. You have to have both. So it's like a yin and yang. So you you have to train hard, but also you have to recover hard. And if you're lacking or if they're not like meeting each other at the right spots, you're not going to be able to improve as an athlete. So some examples of what not enough recovery might look like is not getting enough sleep. And I'm talking like minimum, at the very minimum, six to seven hours a night. Um, If you're not getting that, good luck doing your workouts. I would suggest cutting back, um, just figuring out how you can get back onto that sleeping cycle, a good rhythm there. Most athletes need more than that. Not eating enough time, not eating enough of the right foods or at the right time. So let's say your diet's just like been garbage, like you're eating McDonald's or Lucky Charms every day. Uh, You you might want to add in a little bit more nutritious foods and really like think about what you're putting in your body. Also like not eating enough. You have to make sure you're fueling your body properly, you know, bringing snacks to work, just being conscious of all that stuff. And that is something that takes time. And so it can be really easy to fall into these traps of, 
marathon training takes a lot of time, right? Like you're out there seven to nine hours a week doing all of this while balancing, you know, your career and kids and whatever else you have going on in your life, you know, grad school, whatever. Um, there's a lot going on. And so marathon training is usually a busy time for people. And it's very easy for these little things to fall on the back burner. And so it's really important just to like prioritize your nutrition. It is so important. Meal prepping, doing whatever you can that's going to help you stay on track. Planning it out in advance um, really helps a lot too. Uh, if you're not foam rolling or stretching or just taking care of yourself in general, like let's say you usually used to do Epsom salt baths and you stopped for like two weeks, uh, maybe like just trying to add those things in or you haven't gotten a massage in three weeks and you usually got one once a month, like you gotta, you know, stay on top of what your normal um, routine is and sometimes even going above and beyond that. Um, and it's also important to listen to your body, like we kind of talked about before, and making those adjustments when needed. You know, if something really busy comes up at work or life, uh, you're going to need to make adjustments to your plan, just making sure you're not overloading the stress. And we're all really busy, and we're just recreational runners at the end of the day. So just understanding, like, balancing your life stress with your training stress and allowing for enough recovery. Self-care is super important. Sometimes less volume, less mileage is the right answer because you're able to then balance that equation. The stress plus rest equals growth. Um, Too often we just see like way too much stress, not enough rest, you're not gonna grow. Um, And that can be like a cycle that repeats itself because a lot of people think they're not overtraining or overtraining can affect them. But really overtraining is something that happens over a series of days, over a series of weeks, over a series of years. Like it can be something that develops over a year. Um, So you might have a marathon training cycle that's all right and it goes okay. Um, And then you keep doing the same sort of thing, but eventually like the progress will stall. You'll stop seeing improvements and then you might almost regress and go backwards. That's what overtraining typically looks like. and you just really want to be ahead of the game there. And sometimes it's hard, you know, runners, they, they want to work hard. They want to do all the things, but just making sure that you're understanding that resting is part of the process. So I hope that you liked some of these tips. And if you have any other questions um, or want to learn more about how these can apply specifically to you because every athlete is very unique in this journey and we never want to like generalize things, but I think that these were three that are very common that we see um, and just implementing these small tweaks can really help go a long way. But if you want to talk to a coach or just see kind of how this relates to your background, we can just do like a free consult with you. If you go to www.run4, the number four, P-R-S, Dot co, uh, fill out the form there and we just kind of go in depth about your background and we, we chat about what would be a good option for your training and what ways like we can see improvements um, for your future. So you can check us out on our website and hope you follow us along on Instagram and give us a review on here. Thanks.